It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. You know, I contemplate every week on whether I should air drum learn the drums because i i clearly i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just posing i'm a poser and i'm i'm pretty morally and ethically opposed to posing you know what i mean yeah but air instruments that's fine you can pose that but i'm thinking do i just go into like uh like chuck e cheese drummer the big purple guy save that for next week all right maybe i'll mix it up if you had drumsticks in your back pocket i'd call you out but oh man if you just air drum there was this one kid with long hair obviously in high school and he would just twist the drumsticks and i was like Fuck, that kid's so gay, but that is fucking cool. Did it work? No, no, he was weird and stuff, but anyway, welcome to Hats Off, Gloves Off, folks. I'm Mitchell Phillips. That is at Spencer Calendar, at Robot Spencer, That's Manny, me. if yeah, you will. Yeah, Manny. <laughs> Manny, if you will. Manny. You know the deal, pats on the back, pats on the fanny, the finger pointing, and the finger blasting. Yin and yank, temporary cord of the common era. There's no Illuminati sign. I'm trying to do a yin-yang, but I don't have two little dots. Two little dots aren't part of my hands, unfortunately. But maybe in the future, this thing does That's a little well. That's why you're not in the Illuminati. Once eh. you can figure that out, you're in. Look at this. You ever notice that? You ever notice that? That stars do that, man? Yeah, I've seen Jay-Z <laughs> doing it. I've seen Jay-Z do it. Paul McCartney did it on The Daily Show. And I was like, okay, then this means nothing. Because why would Paul McCartney do that on The Daily Show? Like, that's not exactly his biggest forum to spread Illuminati. <laughs> and also... Is that his signal at, at 82 years old? He's like, hey, by the way, everybody, now I'm in the Illuminati when I talk to Jon Stewart. Also, don't you think that they would find a new signal? Like, by the time we figure out what this means, they're on. They've that was like four signals ago. Dude, I grew up playing baseball. We didn't even keep the steal sign for more than two games in a row. Exactly. <laughs> you think we're, the Illuminati's got the same signal? Fucking 800 years running? We just got signaled. Our producer said maybe rock and roll. That's been the whole time. That's that, what it is. That has been. That's the Lucifer from uh, what parents yeah. in the 70s you're will tell you. You're sending evil. You're blocking evil. That's pretty sweet. I just do it with an amulet and a and a tattoo I got based off of the Supernatural show on the WB. Yeah, I just learned. That's what Ronnie James Dio allegedly invented this for the rock and roll reason. He said, my mom just did it to me. <laughs> so if anyone's out there, if anyone's a purveyor of fine ancient amulets, I'm in the market. You know, I I don't know. I'm, no, I'm educating myself. I'm rewatching Charmed. Um, so I'll have a better understanding pretty soon, but, and I'm not looking for that gas station, like fancy knuckle knife stuff they sell in the glass case next to the airsoft guns. I want a real ancient amulet. WB should have you covered between Buffy, Charmed, what other witchy, you know. Supernatural. One Tree Hill. CW now, I guess, I suppose. A lot of sexy vampire hunters. But what are you going to do? I don't want to watch some ugly guy kill vampires. Why would you? <laughs> you. If, if somebody's killing vampires, I want to see a six pack. And some like some like long hair in the rain and shit. Even didn't they make Abe Lincoln hot when they made him a vampire killer? Yeah, yeah that's not he had, that he wasn't. His axe was also a shotgun. I remember that. I didn't watch. The head of his axe flipped down and he would shoot vampires with it. Yeah, he had some primo technology. Yeah. The, I watched the first eight minutes of that movie uh, out of boredom during COVID. So it starts with, it's like, he was a young man, but not many know his history. And then it cuts to like a little boy, like something happens, he gets hurt in the woods or something. And then it's like, we must train you. There's a dark world out there, Abe. And then it just cuts to him like growing up. By the time he's a teenager, he's just chopping trees in half with just one blow. And he's not even like chopping, like, you know, where you cut a triangle out. Yeah, he's not. There's and, like, no he, technique. Doing it's a just... wedge and 
He's using the blunt side of the axe. He's literally just obliterating like a two-foot section of every tree he comes across. So I'm guessing those vampires didn't stand a chance. They didn't see him coming. And neither did the South, I'll tell you who. No way. So, His uh, aggression went right through them. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about northern aggression, you got old Honest Abe walking around with a 40-pound fucking hammer. Um, so I'm going to start off with A. <laughs> Hats off. Hats off to you, sir. So this is a fun story. This guy absolutely fucking rules. So this this fella, um, he's suing not only Facebook, but every company they own. So like Patreon, WhatsApp, <laughs> Instagram, because um, he's basically he's a background. He's a 31 year old Chicago area resident. His name is Nico D'Ambrosio. Cool name. This is what he looks like. <laughs> All right. Guido McGee. Yeah. His name is Nico D'Ambrosio. Nico D'Ambrosio, eh? Oh, oh, you're Tommy's kid, huh? Well, probably the worst kind of bro is the bro in the light pink shirt. With the backwards hat? Yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah. That's going to be a tough hang. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, he's suing Facebook. He alleges negative dating reviews about him posted to the city's subgroup of the Facebook phenomenon, which has more than 80,000 members, ruined his reputation and subjected him to defamation, doxing, emotional distress, and more. Can you believe it? All true. So you can rate people. Well, on... so basically, it's a, it's a it's a Chicago area uh, dating group on Facebook where women are rating men and like leaving reviews. Oh, there's a version of that in the comedy scene where it's all female comics and they rate uh, comics dicks they've slept with in the scene. That's cool. Allegedly. Oh, I I I'd never see it. They never even fessed up to the old one. You remember that? Like 2016, there was like a secret female. Group I think that's about, what I'm still talking about. Yeah, uh, I don't think yeah. You oh, it's a one size fits all data. group. They're yeah. just talking about dick size, rape, all that. Everything, yeah. So D'Ambrosio, D'Ambrosio, claims the character assassination began in November. <laughs> it's already he's framing it pretty good. Character this, assassination. And when good. did this character assassination begin? <laughs> and how many character assassinations were there? Yeah. <laughs> how many uh, character assassins? Well, there's one on the grassy knoll. When one defendant he had gone on a few dates with earlier in the year posted a photo to the page along with false and defamatory statements about him. False and defamatory is in quotes. So even the guy writing the article is not on his side. <laughs> um, then deleted it and reposted it anonymous, anonymously after he reported her, which is hilarious. To be like, this chick posted, like, this guy fucking sucks. And then he's like, that's defamatory. I'm calling my lawyer. You have no idea who my father is. Yeah, you don't know what you're putting me through. And then... <laughs> no one's talking about how nice my abs are. So she removes the post and then just starts a new anonymous account and posts the exact same text. Just so it's like, hey, you're still in trouble, but now you can't really come back on me at all. Um, So he's, uh, he's pretty piffed. That's tiffed and pissed. So here's one of the posts from this... <laughs> <laughs> that he's so upset about. This chick posted her, um, her story. Uh, we met organically in Chicago two and a half months ago. Very clingy, very fast. He flaunted money very awkwardly and, ke- and kept talking about how I don't want to see his bad side, especially when he's on business calls. <laughs> Ooh. So stay out of the office, honey. <laughs> yeah, stay home, sweetheart. Stay out of the office. Whoa. That, I mean, it's a fair warning. If it's, tr- if it's true, I got to... 
admire his honesty. Like, listen, third date. I'm a real dickhead when I'm doing business calls. <laughs> when I'm talking to my partners over at uh, my pizza, my family pizzeria. Oh no, you don't want to. You don't want to hear me when I'm talking about mozzarella. That, yeah, his business calls are like, what do you mean the sauce is late? <laughs> I just mentioned his mom. Like, mom, I told you I'm not coming in today. I got a date. <laughs> She loves me. She's crazy about me. I'm he, telling her all my rules. He's definitely got his shirt off while he's doing his hair out of the shower, and he's talking to his mom on speakerphone, and the phone's on the counter. <laughs> another person. After I blocked his number, he texted me repeatedly on another one. <laughs> so this chick blocks him, and he just goes and gets a burner phone to be like, you think you can fucking block me, you bitch? <laughs> Which then gets you blocked again, because, I mean... The time it takes you to go get the burner phone, go get your anytime minutes added on, get the number, call, and then she's like, she blocked me. But think I'm blocked. At surface level, it's it's um, a red flag to be like, you don't want to see my bad side that early on. But really, he's like doing them a favor, being like, hey, just so you know, like, hey, just so everything's on front street, I might hit you. I got a bad side. <laughs> uh, I matched with him a month or so ago, but the combo never went anywhere. I went out with him a few times just over a year ago. He told me what I wanted to hear until I slept with him, and then he ghosted me. I'd steer clear. Another user. This We're now in, like, the, the fifth testimonial. <laughs> Every, they just posted a picture of this guy, and everybody went, yeah, don't fuck this guy. Yeah, because if it was just the one girl, then I might be on his side. But once you start getting the power of numbers, like, oh, him? I met him. I hope someone from elementary school jumps in. Uh, he's posted on here before. The poster said he sent her a slew of texts calling her names because she didn't want to spend the night with him. Oh, man. What were the names? Prude? <laughs> Fuck, I doubt it. I don't know. I don't think he's going to University of Chicago, this fella. Uh, Chicago man also alleges moderators asking users not to share posts outside of the invite-only group demonstrates their intent and willingness to conspire to conceal their illegal activities in order to ensure the continued commercial profitability of their illegal enterprise. Hey, buddy, this isn't a RICO case. You're just <laughs> bad at fucking. <laughs> there, he's turning it against him. He's like, they've been going after my people with RICO predicates my entire life. <laughs> What enterprise? The I'm going to finally get back at Facebook for what they did to Uncle Paulie. <laughs> the Chicago Singles Mixer Facebook group is plotting. You think they're profiting off any of this? Hey, you see what Nico did over there, huh? Yeah, he's really giving it to those Facebook guys in Silicon Valley. They don't know what's coming. Mess with a Chicago kid. Messing with our whole family. <laughs> um, so now they're using, uh, basically, he's doing Facebook, Patreon, all their subsidiaries, blah, 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 which is like, I don't know what the fuck they've got to do with it. It's yeah, like, did he also like lose some money to some Patreon nah, subscriptions? He, he, he saw uh, a slip and fall lawyer, and they probably immediately went like, all right, let's just go down the list, because it'll get thrown yeah. out piece by piece, but you might as well throw everything at the wall. I'm but, guessing the slip and fall lawyer's his uncle. But these chicks are on the hook for their share of this lawsuit, which is $75,000, which is like a fairly reasonable, like, He's not going like I'm suing Facebook. Give me ten million dollars. He's like, yeah. amongst all these Just people, I want like a hundred grand. You guys defamed me in my fucking hometown. My name, my name rings through these streets. My, his name is unfortunately trash now. Unfortunately, I mean, if he had good dick, they probably wouldn't have said anything because girls are fucking nuts. If he was actually laying it down good and like ghosted properly, sure, he could have just been this like mystery man. But <laughs> instead, he was just. Just as he's just putting his clothes back on to get in an Uber, he's just like, yeah, so like I was saying, you don't want to get on my bad side. <laughs> anyway, have a good one. <clears throat> yeah, if he would have threatened to write after the sex. So, I mean, I guess he wasn't that into the girl. He didn't lay it down right. 
His uh, he'll still get dates. He's a good-looking guy. So they're using uh, GoFundMe and Patreon as well as Venmo to raise money for their legal defense. These poor innocent women who were just trying to whistleblow on some bad cock. Godspeed. <laughs> oh, that's about it. What do you got? I've got a hats off. Hey. Hats off to you, sir. Just to a man who's been doing his thing, There's there was a really popular picture going around, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago, of this gentleman who was running a marathon while ripping some cigarette butts. Oh, yeah. It was just a cool photo. Uh-huh. Well... He's just been disqualified from his most recent marathon for none other reason, no other reason except chain smoking the <laughs> entire marathon. He's done it before. He'll do it again. What happened to this country? He will not be stopped. It was in China. So oh. is China going woke? That's the question. If China quits smoking, their GDP is going to drop by 95%. And casino earnings are going to drop dramatically. Well, so far, they're just eliminating smoking for marathons, not not like. Oh, okay. It's just a marathon. So they just have to schedule the next marathon in state line between California and Las Vegas. There'd be plenty of smoking to be had. Yeah, just run uh, from Vegas to Prim and back. We got to get this guy in the Laughlin Marathon. (laughs) Yeah, he is in the wrong marathon, for sure. His name is Uncle Chen. And he just is, he's 52. Oh, of course it is. And he has a super thick crew cut, which is a flex. <laughs> when there's an old guy who has a really good head of hair and still keeps it extremely short, just because he's like, yeah, I don't care. This is my discipline. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not here to show off with my hair. One of those old guys that does push ups. Yeah, he does push-ups. He runs marathons. He's yeah. He looks like, let me see him. Like if they did a Chinese version Holy of, shit. like, uh, of military school, like a you know, like oh, a kid was bad. He got sent to military school. This is his drill instructor right here, with the cigarette in his mouth. It's like Chinese David Goggins. Dude, he ran it in th- three and a half hours. <laughs> he's juicing. Uh, he's been DQ'd, smoking on the track, and they actually had to make this rule because of him. That's why he's so caught off guard. Is he's run multiple marathons. He does this every time. It's part of his ritual, and. This time they made a new rule that said no defecating, smoking, or trampling on flower beds or green spaces. Which makes sense. I've been to a lot it of seems tourist... like a very Chinese specific. Yeah, I was rules. just well, that's what I was getting at. I've been to a lot of tourist <laughs> destinations and I don't like breaking people and you know, you know, singling out groups, but as far as trampling plants, I'm going Chinese number one. Oh. Number one plant tramplers of all tourists <laughs> I've seen. Um, that might be the new slur, plant Aus- tramplers. Australians are trampling the most poontang, yeah. and the Chinese are trampling well, the used, most Well, it used to be Chicago, but not since no, that Facebook group. No, nah, he ruined. That guy had all the game in the world. He was like 20 Australians in one. <laughs> He's misunderstood. <laughs> so I... Okay. There's no rules about shitting? Three I hours. I feel like I hear no, a lot about it, the Chinese shitting. It said shitting. no shitting. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. shitting's first one, right, actually. Okay, shitting was number one. I want to make sure. Those shitting was number one. And then, to uh, kind of jump segue into another story that is still Chinese <laughs> and uh-huh. involves disqualification, this uh, Chinese this Chinese guy won the a Chinese chess competition, and he was disqualified Chinese chess, not Chinese checkers. No, okay. which uh, was, I got to admit, did not know there was Chinese chess and Chinese checkers. <laughs> I'm pretty good at Chinese checkers, so I'd like to think I'd be good at Chinese chess. It sounds fun. 
Is it like in a star as well? I think it's circular, and the pieces oh. are circular. But uh, I haven't looked much into the game because I was so fascinated by this guy. This guy won the Chinese chess competition, and then he was disqualified because at the after party, he pooped in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, he pooped in a bathtub. They just don't know. And the Chinese chess people are... It's so hard not to say Chinese checkers. The Chinese chess <laughs> people are saying that he got trashed and when he got trashed, he took a fat dump in the bathtub as a joke. He's saying, I drank a moderate amount of beer, had a, had a buzz, sure, and did poop in the tub, but it was an emergency and I couldn't reach the toilet. So one side is saying huge party, one side is saying accident. Either way, he won the chess game. How do you... The match. It's a match? Yeah, match, I believe. Chess match. Yeah. The showdown. He. Uh, how do you get... To a point where you can reach a tub but not the toilet. They're usually within very close proximity of each other. I always think that, and I'm just imagining, uh, much like Chinese checkers, maybe Chinese bathrooms are different <laughs> than ours. Well, they do. You maybe see- they just had a tub room. Maybe you have to, like, you opened a door and it's, no, it's a sink, damn it. And then he got to the tub room and was like, ah, I guess. Or they don't have, like, Western toilets a lot of places. Like, it's just a hole in the ground with, like, a fucking chain that you pull on when you're done. Oh, it's like a water closet. Yeah, rich people's houses have that in America. That's nice. What what I like is when I've traveled and I've been to the bathrooms where the sh- you just walk in and there's no difference between where the toilet is and the shower is. It's all one big room, yeah. so you can literally take a dump while water is sp- pouring on your body, which was a fun uh, change of pace. It's for popular me. in Europe, but the problem is that's it's, right. That's where I. It it's super it, nice. It I was happened. That's where I walked into that bathroom. <laughs> I was taking a shower one time. I was like, I got a shit, and you literally like you're looking at the toilet. You just go shit. No toilet paper. You just get down to business. It was a rush. Yeah, it's it, and then you just plus bidet. You clean, Those almost always have bidets in them. Too. You just got to remove the toilet paper and the towels, and then you can just spray the whole goddamn room down. Yeah, I think I took everything and just like put it on top, like just stashed <laughs> it up in the window area. I was like, I'm gonna let loose. This American's gonna waste some water tonight. <laughs> um, made me remind me of. Uh, do you know about Indian toilets? Saw this on Instagram recently. Is this is set up for a joke. No, you're gonna actually tell that. Have you heard the one about Indian? Have you heard the one about- no, it almost. You know what? It almost is a fucking joke. So it, there's, I think, one billion people on the planet that poop outdoors that don't want to use toilets. Eighty percent of them are in India. <laughs> so for a long time now, India goes out, especially in rural villages, and they build toilets. But people are just like, I'm not doing that. So they just prefer to shit outside, and it's only a problem because they'll like they'll shit. They're like, oh, I like shitting by the river. But the problem is like they also get their drinking water from there, and then diseases spread and shit. So they started subsidizing them financially. So like protect the toilets, and because people started destroying them, so they're like protect the toilets. And sure, we'll... you, it's the it's the enemy to the to well... the natural dump <laughs> to the river dump. The toilet is the enemy of the. Because if there's dump. a toilet right there, then you don't have an excuse. But you're like, hey, someone broke the toilet. So then the the government started paying them to make sure the toilets stay safe. And then if the government misses a payment, they all, the whole town gets together and breaks the toilet because they missed a check. <laughs> so they're like literally anti toilet. That sounds like. Something in a Simpsons episode, <laughs> and Homer's the one who's like, break the toilet. That's what it seems like. It feels like it. Because I've d- I pooped in holes before, and it's not fun, but it's better. It's not bad. Uh, man, I pooped in rivers, too, now that I think about it. Uh, it might have been a long time ago, but just in case, 
Don't drink from the Colorado River. <laughs> I was 12 years old. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Some guy's going to get trichinosis next week and blame it on you. Now he's on a, you got a paper trail going. Yeah, man. That, that's crazy. That's their choice to poop outdoors, to poop in a hole like that. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah, pooping out, peeing outdoors is really fun, but pooping outdoors is just you just want to get it done. There's no relaxing. There's no hanging out. You no. just, you get, you're holding on. Your arm gets tired. Mm-hmm. It's quick. Yeah, it's it's pretty atrocious. Um, and you but shout dig out to that... your stupid hole. <laughs> shout out to that Chinese guy though. What if he was the one who caused the, all of those rules? He was also just trampling flowers and taking shits while he's running. He probably was. He's he... like, I could have done it in two forty five, but I had to take a dump around mile nineteen. And he started running marathons in two thousand eighteen, so he's been doing them. Hasn't been that long. Three hours and thirty six minutes. That's fucking uh... phenomenal. Yeah, his own viral popularity from that photo was his own downfall. This is a great picture. It's just him uh, lighting up wall. I don't think he's slowed down at all. He's just in stride. He's he's rolling. I think he went down to a quick speed walk, maybe, <laughs> just so that you know you can get the wind to not light. His unorthodox methods have drawn both praise and criticism. Praise from us, apparently criticism from others. <laughs> from nerds. <laughs> While it is no doubt inconsiderate to others in the race, many applaud him. For just being able to do that and actively harming himself. And then the comments are just full of smokers who were like, it proves it does not affect physical fitness whatsoever. Blah blah. Because I remember when I was a kid, I saw an episode of Fear Factor, and the only smoker in the group held his breath for like one minute and 58 seconds. Yeah. But then all I thought was, man, how much longer could he have held his breath without smoking? Who knows? I'm going to ask Joe Rogan tomorrow when he interviews me. <laughs> Actually, we're interviewing him next week. Tune in, fucks. Fear Factor edition of Hogo. <laughs> Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it for the China All right. part of my world. Gloves off, folks. Gloves off to landlords. Listen, I'm a capitalist, but it's getting out of hand. Uh, I mentioned slightly before, we've been just looking at a couple places. I don't get and I've... I, First of all, their whole business is a racket. Unless it's a new building, like homes are confusing to begin with because it's like, why are they going up in value? You know what I mean? Like, as they, as more termites, you know, yeah, eat yeah. away at the at the wood. Now there's forty five layers of paint. Like the fucking half the screws in my apartment, like that were there when I got there, aren't screwed into anything. Like every, like most of the, like the light switch plates oh yeah they're just like floating freely yeah there's like one screw that's working and the rest is just held on by like the natural tack of the wrong paint that they used my medicine cabinet is a the bottom of it is a piece of duct tape that they taped <laughs> over that they painted over <laughs> lay the duct tape roll some white paint over that's the move uh, there's a couple spots in my apartment where they clearly just shot it out of the can like it's just like there's a clear line where this was like pearl white and this was like alabaster and they just you can see like the spray paint like uh <laughs> pattern it's just it's it's odd but all of that aside like i was talking to my friend at work and she's like oh i might need like a studio apartment soon but i don't know if i can afford it and she's like she's living in a building that was built in the 20s so you're like okay if I had a car that was made in the 70s, there's no way it's worth more money now without, like, significant, like, refurbishing, right? Sure. It's like this. And the thing is, the if thing you just about repaint this cars, car every five years, doesn't make it go up in value. But you also can't refurbish a classic car by 
putting on a bumper from an 86 Honda <laughs> and then putting on headlights from a 1956 Studebaker. Yeah. You, that's, that's why uh, old buildings with landlords are annoying because you're, you're like, oh, look at all this beautiful charm. Yeah. And then they just put on some uh, weird Ikea stuff. Well, she wants to tape. live in like Los Feliz, but then it's like, I mean, you're, you're looking for building. Here's what's on your menu is like $1,400 for a studio apartment. So my kitchen is also my bedroom and my living room. And are they that cheap? And there's, they're about damn. That's about as cheap as you're gonna get. A I was finding apartment. way more. Oh, and you, but it's not uncommon to pay like two thousand dollars for a building that was built in the '40s. No AC, no heater. They've probably got shitty windows, so they don't retain heat either. Oh yeah, they're all drafty. My apartment's drafty. What? what no double pane? I remember my dad putting double pane in in like 1999. No, they won't do it, man. But then the the, the I gotta notice the city's gonna come by and like check conditions or whatever. It's all horseshit. And then, so my dishwasher isn't working. So I I just text the property manager. He's a guy who lives like two doors down in the other property. This guy owns. But he's like, hey, yeah, just just run a few cycles. Tell me what's not working. And I'm like, hey, I don't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you, send a guy. I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, well, no, no, just like load a bunch of dirty dishes and then try to run it. Let me know if like either the soap door isn't opening or if it's not like they're not hot when it opens or whatever. I was like, cool. So I did that twice. I'm like, now I'm just, I'm loading the dishwasher and then I'll text you the results and then I'm putting all the dishes back in the sink to just hand wash them. So this is like a fucking, uh, this drawn out process. Send a guy. I don't know about want fucking you know I'm I'm mechanically inclined to a reasonable extent I'm not a dishwasher guy but I'm pretty sure he can take a fucking ten second look around it poke something make sure a filter's not full and then go yeah here's the fucking problem what does it send a guy? what does it cost you I pay these people somewhere between like twenty to thirty grand a year in rent for nothing you can't what what's a dishwasher cost four hundred dollars five hundred dollars well, their job is to not fix anything. I have Ever. had so many times where I have diagnosed the problem. I can tell them what the problem is. I just am not, uh, I either don't know how to fix it or I'm not willing to fix it because it's, you know, I, that's the perk of renting. Yeah. But their job is, I had just, the seal was busted on my refrigerator. So all I really had to do was get some glue, tuck it back into the slot. Sure. But I was like, I just moved into this place. It, you know, it should work. I call the guy and he just comes over and says, Oh, you can't put stuff in front of this lip, this lip on the shelf. I'm like, you're trying to t- tell me that the reason my door <laughs> is not closing is because I have food in the way? <laughs> and then I just opened the door and just went like that, and the whole seal fell off. And I was just doing that. I'm like, just get out. Just, you know, never yeah. mind. Never mind. I got yeah. this under control. I have it figured out. And he did that with my heater, too, where he was like, you know, uh, you know, it's just a small heater. You know, it used to have three heaters, yeah. and they ripped two out. I'm like, yeah, I know they ripped two out. It's unfortunate they ripped two out. And then he was trying everything he could. He's like, it's, you're just stuck with it. This is the heater. And I was like, well, listen, man. These things have, uh, like, O2 sensors. And, like, I have to talk really slow because he's already out the door. <laughs> and I'm trying to – I'm like, they have, like, an O2 sensor in there, right? That kind of will tell how much heat to put out. He's like, yeah, yeah, there's one of those in there. I was like – is it possible that this heater hasn't been cleaned in 40 years <laughs> and there could be dust blocking the O2 sensor? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that that, that is possible. And I was like, could we please, uh, could you please uh, just clean it then? Mm-hmm. And then he's, and then 
He came back a week later. He did the move where it was like, <laughs> I can't do it now. I'm gonna. It's gonna take so long. Maybe you'll buy a space heater by then or something. But yeah, it's, dude, they're so shitty. My heater wasn't working. The guy comes over. And he's like, Oh, it's the. It's usually the pilot. I light pilots all the time. I'm like, I'm not retarded. Yeah, yeah. I I, I lit the pilots. He comes over, pops the thing down. It's an old gas furnace. He just starts twisting knobs. That's the move. Turns the pilot off. And then I just stand there for like eight minutes because I'm like, if I start interjecting, I'm just going to do this. So I was like, the whole point of this is one of the perks of renting is you guys do this. And there's I'm also not covered by liability. If something goes wrong, then it's all my fucking fault and all that shit. So I would just stand there for like eight minutes watching. I, now I have to have the front door open and it's cold because I'm obviously I'm trying to get the heater to work. And <laughs> it's just I just smell gas leaking into my apartment. <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck. So I just I just I light the pilot real quick. You just hold the thing down. For like 30 seconds, get a flame on it, and then you can twist it back like a quarter turn, and it stays on. Classic pilot light. Yeah. And then it's it's on, and then the temperature drops. It doesn't kick back on. So I just buy like an $8 thermostat from fucking Lowe's. I swap it out. It's a two-wire, no digital display. None, easy as peasy. This cord goes here. This cord goes here. This wire, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy comes over, and he's like, hey, I brought you a thermostat. I was like, I fixed this like a week ago. And then he's like, oh, it's cool. Um, I'll come by tomorrow and fix it. I'm like, what are we even talking about? So then I come home the next day, and he put a new thermostat on. My girlfriend's like, yeah, he came by. He and turned like, it into an air conditioner? He just put an air conditioner in? He's but like, then he just took off my working thermostat and put uh, on his thermostat. So now I just have an extra, like, eight It's eight bucks. But it's like, I, I just got to the point where I solved this issue myself. <laughs> and you just, like, what is, what's going on? We're done here. Stick it in the storage room. Give it to the next guy. This one's fine. Because it's like. But that's the thing. I'm sitting there with like a multimeter, like chasing the current from the unit up to the thermostat. I'm like, this is why I called you. I don't want to be doing this. I was petty enough where I moved just into a new apartment in the same building. And they've got me because I love the building itself and it is way under market. Because I looked at a studio across the street and that was twenty five hundred. Hey. And I'm still I'm still hanging out under two, so it's like I'm not gonna get all threatening and be like I'm moving out because yeah. I don't think I am moving. Out. <laughs> so yeah, you got to walk walk a fine line. But I had a leak in my roof uh, three weeks into moving into my new place, and the guy on the phone, my landlord, just spent like thirty minutes telling me how he just put a new roof on. And I said, well, clearly I don't know yeah. what to tell you. He's like, I just spent twenty grand, and my my honest response was just. I guess you're gonna have to spend twenty two grand. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And dude. they just fixed the roof, and it's uh, leaking again. Yeah. And then they paint. They do this move every time. It's the third time where they paint my apartment the wrong color. And when I can, and then they try to get out real quick. And I go, no, 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 no. That's that's the wrong color. And the guy goes, it'll dry. And I said, no, it won't, because you're the exact guy who told me this. <laughs> four years ago when I first moved in, and I believed you the first time because yeah. I. You know, I figured, what do Fool I know? Fool me once, won't get fooled again. And then I came at the guy again when I caught him in the building painting a different place. And he goes, oh, it's uh, old paint versus new paint. But I got him in one where I said, I moved in three weeks ago. So if it's old paint, you guys didn't paint in the living room uh-huh. like you were supposed to. <laughs> and uh, it's the wrong colored paint. Either way, land, dude, landlords are lame. Unless you are one, it's probably awesome. Dude well. moved out like two doors down, and they were like just... Doing all the like redoing the carpet and painting everything, <laughs> painting over the light switches, you know, like they do. And uh, th- one of the rental guy was in my parking spot. And my chick doesn't drive. That means that's my parking spot. Our, we have a, a one unit, one parking spot. That's my fucking parking spot. And I'm like, hey, 
I'm just like parked. I'm blocking like three people in now. It's a small lot. And I'm like, hey, someone's in my spot. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, can you give me like five minutes? And I just went, no. <laughs> he's like, he's like, like dumbfounded. He's like, I'll, I'll be quick, man. Like, let me just wrap this up. And I go, no, I'm good. Like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm not yeah, being out of line here. Done. Yeah. I pay money for this spot. This is part of my apartment. And I'm, I'm talking to this guy who like, speaks broken English. I'm like, are you just going to park your car in my living room? I'm just going like full on <laughs> logic on him. And he's just like, I just want to load this stuff into my truck, man. And I was like, I don't care. I just had a harder day than you. I guarantee it. I I also just got off work. I'm coming in hot, baby. I'm wearing my work shit. I've got fucking like dirty boots and my sh- grease all over my pants. And I'm like, hey, man, I want to park in my spot. Yeah, you're He's not like, in like Nightmare Before Christmas pajama pants or anything. <laughs> no, no, take your time. I was like, no, I just got home from work. I want to fucking shower. You're in my spot. And he goes, well, then I have to find a park. I, give me a second. I got to find somewhere on the street to park. And I went, now you see where I'm coming from? <laughs> Parking. Huh? You're going to make That's me park issue. on the street? That's not my problem. I pay, if you prorate this, I pay a decent amount of money for this parking spot. That's mine, you fucking scumbag. But I say all that because I came across this story. This is in England. Um, oh, damn. I thought we were just talking about your shitty landlord. Well, no, we, we're talking about landlords in general, but I found the current king of the castle as far as okay, shitty right. landlords go. What you got? So Rockdale Estates, somewhere in England. Sounds nice. Um, they've been complaining for eight years that there's just rampant mold in their apartments. And the landlord, his statement to the newspaper was, they breathe too much. (laughs) Damn. He told the tenants that they breathe too much. And by the way, here's a picture of little Awab Ishak, who died after he was exposed to mold at his home in Rockdale. Just like a four-year-old black child is just the main picture on this article. He just died because of the mold, and they're still dragging their feet. Just classic landlord. Well, I'm guessing there's a lot of awabs living in that building, and that might be why he doesn't care. It's You'd like, be uh, surprised. Oh, it's I'm a nice. Like, it's a look at this town hall meeting. Oh, with oh the residents. Plenty of yeah. These are absolute oh, British chaps. I was wrong. That's a straight up Brit chap. You're right. And, and that's a pub. You could sh- <laughs> you could show me no one sitting there, and I'll tell you that is somewhere in England or Ireland. That fucking pub. Yeah. You got a dartboard, a silly cartoon on the wall, a bunch of 50-year-old dudes wearing hoodies. Your pool table's covered up. We would never do that in America. Look at this guy's fucking posture. That's insane. (laughs) That guy's British as hell. (laughs) That lady, British as hell. But anyway. Yeah, I see there's a Brit hat over on the side. Yeah, they know what they're doing. So this one lady said, since we moved back in 2014, we've had problems with all the green mold. It got so bad, she said, she pondered whether to stay at a hotel for a week just to recover after a tonsillectomy. (laughs) So these people, tonsils removed? These people also, hey, just move at this point. If, like, your entire building has been battling mold for eight years. Yeah, your years, solution shouldn't be go to a hotel for a week. It let's be, just wait till I move over my... Go to a new apartment for life. Let me get over my tonsillectomy, and then I'll just go back into this mold-infested hellhole. It's furry green mold all over the place. Here's an actual... Another <laughs> total British vibe. She's no Elizabeth Hurley, but she's got problems. But check out the... <laughs> It's not just like, oh, there's like weird stuff on the windowsill. It's like, <laughs> I've had mold. I've never had that much mold in my life. It's an insane amount of mold, and people are just—he literally just his response was, um, "I don't think you guys know what mold is." So they went to the newspaper, and he just went, "Yeah, maybe they just breathe too much if they're having respiratory problems, <laughs> pussy lungs." So he even went like he—he he doubled down on like, well, even if it is mold. It's it's, it's their them. behavior that's leading to disease and illness. They're attracting the mold into their lungs. <laughs> oh fuck! Well, that's that's about it. 
That's brutal. Gloves off to you, you fucking son of a bitch. We had mold in our shower when the when the pit bull breeder uh, flooded my bathroom from above, <laughs> and I had this whole talk about I'm like you're going to replace the plaster and everything. That's going to be a, you know a, you know a sem- probably the biggest job done in my apartment since I lived here. Like yeah yeah no problem we got it all. And the guy finished in like 40 minutes, and you just splash bleach everywhere. They just painted over the mold and then it just grew through. <laughs> all right. Flipped out and said, and paint's moving. wet and mold likes wet. That's true. All right, so the final we've covered this this exact thing before. The FBI. Oh no! This is a gloves off. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it entrapment? Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding! You can guess all of it. It also involves. A 16-year-old autistic boy, their (laughs) favorite target. (laughs) So the move they do, they they got this 16-year-old to join ISIS, right? He was living in Colorado. He's autistic. They got him initially because autistic guys sometimes become obsessed with things, and he did become obsessed with terrorism. (laughs) What he did is he posted... um, Terrorist memes on you know on some internet site. That's what he liked sure. doing, and then people got worried and you know al- alerted the authorities. And so us as citizens, us as like worried citizens, instead of just stopping this guy, you know, telling the sixteen-year-old's family, "Hey, watch your boy. He's doing crazy stuff on the internet." And not in like it. Yo, watch your boy. Yeah, no, just uh, <laughs> like hey, keep an eye on this autistic kid. <laughs> keep an eye on the autistic kid. Instead, they uh, just started talking to him, convinced him to join ISIS. <laughs> There's plenty of uh, conversations between the two where he was where, where doubtful. Is this? He was in Colorado. Colorado, white boy. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He, oh, was, okay. he was a brown boy who was going to join oh, ISIS. Oh, okay. But, uh, and when he showed up at the airport for his flight, he was reading by, keep in mind, he was over 18 because that's their move too is they, they groom them and yeah. then a couple weeks after their 18th birthday is when they bust him, which is exactly what they did here. He was holding Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> I thought you were going to say making bombs for dummies. <laughs> you're going to join ISIS and you're reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> he was all set to fly to Dubai and then from there either Syria or Afghanistan. Oh, you, I mean, you're splitting hairs at that point. You're joining ISIS. But there are a lot of examples of him just saying, I don't really want to do this. I'm not ready for this. My family's going to miss me too much. And he would say like, all this is really bad for my mental health and stuff like that. And he'd be texting him that. And uh, do they sell him on like a crusade? What? How did he sell him? Like they got a like. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess they well, got he, plenty he of talked, incentives. He talked a lot the... about wanting to find a wife, then being worried that he wouldn't find a wife, and he was self aware enough to know that he wasn't the smartest kid. And so, a lot part of his reservations is he kept going like they're probably just going to strap a bag on me and throw me into you know a marketplace or something like i'm not really an asset he was aware enough to do all that they talked him into it it was this was actually the second (laughs) flight the first flight he just never showed up for and they rebooked his ticket and got him going again and this is just the lawyer representing this kid mature is just like you know saying the usual clearly uh, terrorism can't be that bad if you guys are spending all your time going after 16-year-olds. Creating terrorism. Do something else. Stop entrapping and grooming children. Well, it's literally the only way they can catch terrorists is if they create them. 
Well, the way this uh, even like nine out of the last ten school shooters is like, yeah, the FBI interviewed him and they they cleared him. He was fine. And yeah, then, yeah. Like we a week later, they fucking shoot yeah, we him. We let that guy go. We were too busy getting this innocent guy, but playing bombs on this retarded child. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal, and it's just like, yeah, the amount of time that they're spending, so much money, so much overtime, and all just because this kid shared some memes. He's the equivalent to just people who like. Uh, 4chan people and like you know Trumpers who are the extreme ones who just share uh, funny, extreme, crazy ass memes. I'm sure a lot of these terrorist memes Oxshire was sharing were super funny too. Probably, but they were fucked up. It's like a guy in a hijab doing like a kickflip and it says <laughs> radical Islam. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I bet. And so he's not. And when and these are people just sharing memes. Maybe if he was the meme maker and he yeah. was the artist behind these but a real creator he's just clicking share 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 he's not creating anything <laughs> well did he commit any acts of like any criminal acts nothing is, they didn't have they him just got anything. him at the airport no he became known to the authorities because of his social media presence since he was 16 they were and then they were called to his home once because of a violent incident within him and his family we all know a lot of people uh, get violent that happens and then they introduced him to three FBI agents post posing re- as ISIS members. <laughs> they recruited him at a scholastic book fair buying fucking Captain Underpants and Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> he constantly referred in a Ferrari to being poster. a minor, <laughs> complaining that uh, his family was always monitoring him. If he only knew <laughs> as uh, they should how much he was really. You know, who was really monitoring him was his big brother. <laughs> God, big brother came down hard on this guy. This whole case demonstrates the low level of maturity and social skills often found in people who suffer from autism. He is fantasizing and making up plans to go to Afghanistan so that a plan that he could not never possibly realize on his own. Oh, of course. It's also funny. He gets to Afghanistan and they just find out how you actually treat retarded people in the rest of the world. They just like chain him to a tree somewhere. I'd like to see the homeland of like the actual how they actually catch terrorists. It's like... (laughs) Dallas suburb, like the military type, and it's all in like night vision, and it's like outside the suspect's home, and it's like Jessica Chastain, like we got to get him, like coordinating and all making all these moves happen just to set up like a retarded guy with a fake bomb at the mall. He's just walking his dog, <laughs> yelling at his mom. His mom doesn't. She wants him to throw away his train set, and he's just adamantly opposed. Well, it's just. I mean, they used to. It, my thing is, if being an FBI agent is this cool fun and easy and you get to bully people (laughs) why isn't it easy to get the job anymore because there was a time when they would just advertise in the newspaper to join the fbi yeah like it's just an ad in the paper you don't even really have to go to college you can still become a fed well like 80 percent of the people in the fbi and i might be hyperbolic on that number a little bit but i think like a, a significant portion of the fbi are mormons because you you have it's you could have never smoked weed you could have never had cigarettes, like all that shit. So they got to get the the Mormons and the Amish before Rumstein or whatever. Rumspringer? Yeah, whatever that They're the is. only ones who haven't indulged in the carnal. You can't have it. No carnal. You're limiting your 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 talent pool immediately off no that No carne. No carne, bro. Carnal. So it's just incels busting incels? Yeah, pretty much. Dang, that's yeah. what the FBI is. That was deep. Incels busting incels. Don't <laughs> be a narc. It's also my incel. favorite porn DVD series. <laughs> busting incels busting nuts on incels. <laughs> yeah, it's always volume six. Busting nuts on incels butts. Volume <laughs> nine. Hey, we've 
I'm going to, hey, sorry, you're retarded. I'm going to plant this bomb in your ass. That's <laughs> oh, disgusting. You're going to prison and we're getting a that, DVD series. That's your tax dollars, folks. <laughs> I'll let you know. Not ours. We uh we live in Mexico. Technically, I also I don't pay my taxes. <laughs> no, I do. Unfortunately, I'm reminded every fuck every other Tuesday that I <laughs> I very much pay my fucking taxes. But it, hey, it's so open mic comedians can chase their dreams of not being as funny as people that work for a living. Um, you got anything else? I'm 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 fresh out, bone dry. Till next week, my friends. Till next week, you guys know the deal. We're starting a new hogo. You guys are gonna start seeing the clips. We've got a new Hogo Instagram on the way. Um, so for now, you can hit me up at, at Mitchell Phillip. That's at Robot Spencer. Any uh, comments, corrections, suggestions, good old-fashioned hate mail, we welcome it. Uh, Patreon coming soon. We're going to archive the old episodes, episode 200. Clean slate. This is 201. Don't you feel like a brand-new baby? I feel fresh and clean. <laughs> Somebody change And I want to cry. <laughs> Somebody hold me. My diapy's soiled. We'll see you next week. We love you. Bye.